You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It is always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. I got to tell you, I feel well-rested on this podcast right now. Daryl, we've taken a little bit of time. For the first time in, what, the two years we've been doing this, we actually took, like, two or three days off from the podcast. So you look well rested, my friend. Are you ready to talk a little Browns football and what's going on? Yeah, sure. In between Cavs games, we can do that. All right. Sounds like a plan. Your hair looks way better than mine. Mine looks like crazy man. It's been wearing headsets for the last four hours. And I look like a mad scientist, although I do have my scarlet on as we record this on Valentine's day. So happy Valentine's day to you, Daryl. Yeah. Right back at you. And uh, I thought you were wearing scarlet in honor of Ohio state firing Chris Holtman. Yeah, that's uh, we could get into that, but uh, I'll save that for the air. And I'm sure you wrong podcast. (laughs) Yeah, we got to listen to our sister podcast. The Sons of the Shoe, where it's always the it's always Sons of the Shoe game day in Ohio. I'm surprised they didn't like name that. It's always game day in Columbus. Yeah, but that would require. Yeah, 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 I'm surprised they didn't say that. That's a good point, because we have such a litany of great names we have for our podcast let's continue to give them to everybody else that's a great idea this is the original i just want everyone to know that we are the original we were the first uh, yeah we were the guinea pigs and, and unfortunately not the last <laughs> all right daryl i want to talk about uh, we can get to the super bowl at some point we went to get to the nfl honors but you know what's been in the wheelhouse for especially for this podcast is what's going on with the stadium more people coming up to me, Daryl, especially after last week, with what's going on with the stadium. Are the Browns moving? Can we please get this notion that it is the end of the earth if uh, the, the Browns actually move to Brook Park, which you literally could pick up a rock and throw into the city of Cleveland as far as saying that you're moving the Browns if Brook Park is the possibility or the place they could go. So, Daryl, get us up to speed on what's going on there. Yeah, I mean, look, there's only um, a handful of teams that actually play uh, in their actual cities. I mean, suburban um, stadium locations is commonplace uh, in the NFL. And yes, like 12, isn't there like 12? You know, Brook Park is technically a suburb of Cleveland. But at one point, that land where the old Ford plant was across from 
uh, Cleveland Hopkins International Airport. That used to be City of Cleveland land. Uh, and uh, way back in the day, City of Cleveland and Brook Park swapped land. Uh, Cleveland got the IX Center and Brook Park got the Ford plant. So, um, look, this is – I think that there's a lot of layers to this whole situation. First of all, they've not bought the land yet, okay, number one. Number two, they're they're dotting the T's, crossing the I's on a purchase agreement, which basically, look, purchase agreements at times can be worth nothing more than the paper that they're written on. I mean, purchase agreements happen all the time. And they fall through all the time. So they, is like, it basically an intent to buy without having yeah, to be without actually buying the land? So um I think this year we will know what the Browns plan to do come 2029 as far as where they're going to play. Are they going to play in a dome okay. in Brook Park or are they gonna st- keep playing uh down by the lakefront? We're I have a feeling we're gonna know by the end of the year. Uh, because they have to know. Uh, one of the problems, or I should say challenges right now, when you talk about putting funding together, is that there is no concrete plan. Um, the Browns have not made a decision. They've not been able to come to terms with the city of Cleveland on extending the lease and the renovations that they would like to see happen to Cleveland Brown Stadium, which, by the way, we've you know talked at length about are going to cost between one and 1.2 billion dollars right mm-hmm. so uh what the browns are doing is and, and we've talked about this uh on the air uh and i've written about this what they're doing is is they're creating a, a plan b because right now as we talk it doesn't look like the renovations moving forward and the reason why i say that is because they haven't come to terms with the city of cleveland like it just it hasn't happened yet right and mm-hmm. so you have posturing on both sides from the brown standpoint from the city standpoint Right. Um, the, the challenge, too, is that that stadium's owned by the city. And when you look at the people that actually use the stadium, it's not a lot of people from the city of Cleveland. It's all the people from the suburbs that come into Cleveland to mm-hmm. use the stadium. Mm-hmm. So um, that's the other aspect of this, that they want to make this a regional type of a agreement. And um, that's that's challenging when you're talking about a building that's not owned by the region. It's owned by a municipality. Right. So there's that tentacle to it. Uh, There's the tentacle that, that, yeah, the Browns have to find an alternate plan. If things aren't moving forward with the stadium. Right. They have to find a plan B. Well, guess what? They now have a plan B. And that is they can build a dome in Brook Park. Now the questions become, okay, we have a renovation plan in one hand that's going to cost one to $1.2 billion to stay on the lakefront. Now we have plan B, which is to buy some land across from Hopkins airport uh, and the Norfolk Southern railroad tracks uh, in Brook park on the site of the old Ford plant, 176 acres where we can build a dome and we can build a, a Brownstown, so to speak, hotels and shops and all that kind of thing. Right. And control the parking and, and things like that and reap benefits that quite frankly, they don't have right now uh, with First Energy Stadium. And and we know just by, you know, some of the things that the Browns have done in recent years, one of, the, one of their goals is they would like to control more parking. Right now, the city of Cleveland controls the parking, the muni lot, the lots around the stadium. Those are, those are not owned by the Cleveland Browns. So, um, and, and then, the, you know, the lakefront development project that, the, you know, the city's trying to put together, which kind of, in my view, chokes the stadium off even further 
Uh, the only way to get to the stadium is on foot, unless you're there before 10 a.m. on a 1 p.m. kickoff game day. It's very hard to get a vehicle down to the lakefront. And that's then there's only two la- There's only one lane to get in, too. Yeah, that. like that. That's just that's terrible <laughs> planning. It, it's awful. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, they wouldn't have that problem in Brook Park. There's also the accessibility thing that I was getting into there for a moment. You've got I-480, I-71, and State Route 237. And the turnpike is right down the street. <laughs> right. So um, 237 is probably going to get completely rebuilt when they redo Hopkins Airport. Because the city of Cleveland is also working on another multi-billion dollar project, price tag $3 billion, that's with a B, to right. rebuild Hopkins. Uh, all the terminals, the uh, infrastructure, the access, transportation. Hubs, everything. You okay. could have six billion dollars invested into that airport area when it's all said and done. A hundred percent. Okay. So there are just so there are so many layers to this thing right now that it's not just black and white. The Browns are doing one or the other. Like it's not definitive that they're going to build a dome in Brook Park, but they're exploring the option right now. So I, I think folks need to to slow their roll, but also understand the Browns are doing the smart thing right now by cultivating options for themselves. And most importantly, stop saying this is worth as bad as art model. It's ridiculous. Anytime I hear that, I laugh. I just laugh. It's the dumbest low hanging fruit that makes no sense whatsoever. The, The team is not leaving Northeast Ohio. The Haslam's have made that very clear. In fact, when the Haslam's bought the team, it was in the, you know, the fine print with, with the Lerner family trust that they could not relocate. Uh, the franchise, okay? The team is not going anywhere. They're still going to be the Cleveland Browns, whether they play on the lakefront or they play across from the city line in Brook Park, across right. from the airport. The other thing, too, is is for the uh, conspiracy theorists, Not, I guess conspiracy theorists is the, the wrong way to put it, but for the folks to say, oh, they, they can't build next to an airport. You can't build stadiums next to an airport. Two really? things. One, yes, you can. It gets done all the time. Just look at Los Angeles, and I realize they built that uh, – in in a in the ground, so to speak, but also too where they would put the stadium is nowhere near any runway as far as a flight path goes. Okay, Dar- oh. Daryl, can I say it? Can I say the the reality? Cleveland Brown Stadium right now, where they play, is at the end of a runway. <laughs> it is at the end of a runway right now. When the commissioner left after the Jets game. I watched that plane take off, and it could not have been more than three football fields away. Between it was, it was, it was basically just flying over the lake where the lake starts on the north side of the stadium. You've yeah. got to be kidding me! Like I don't want to hear the FAA stuff on this. Cleveland Brown Stadium is at the end of a runway. Please stop. Um. I guess technically it's not because the runway is angled out toward the lake, but the point, your point is made that yes, there's an airport on the other side of North coast Harbor <laughs> of Cleveland Brown stadium. So, so, so th- this can be done now the, the, again, the challenge who pays for the dome, how do they pay for it? Right. True. Who's, who's this, you know, uh, do the Cleveland Browns actually buy that land? Is it a subsidiary? Affiliated with the Cleveland Browns, or maybe they do a land swap back. Daryl, Daryl, we or have or so. Are they, doing, or are they doing a business agreement with another company to do? You see what I'm saying? Like, 
Yeah. There, there's a lot of detail right now about this. And is um, I, I spoke to a couple of sources about just the purchase agreement in and of itself. Hang on to that thought, Daryl, because we're going to come right back and you're going to tell us what sneaky sneak inside information you have about a new Brown Stadium. It's always game day in Cleveland. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, when we last left, it's always game day in Cleveland. Daryl Ryder was about to give us some inside scoop on what's going on with the new Bronze Stadium. Daryl, fire away. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> you said I talked to some insiders. That was a lot uh, yeah. Of um, and uh, what was I saying before that? <laughs> that you had some, like, little bit of tidbit information that maybe hasn't been out there yet. Uh I really did lose my train of thought. <laughs> we get to we get, well, that's okay. The new site in Brook Park has train tracks, so you yeah, can just jump right on um, there. Yeah. Look. Oh, uh, as far as like the you know the the, the purchase agreement and and stuff yep. like that. Like you know, uh, I was talking about how it, the Browns may not actually be the entity that's buying the land. Like there there's there could be you know that possibility as well. But like people just got to kind of like slow their roll as far as like the definitive talk that they're, they're absolutely leaving the lakefront. They're going to Brook park. They're going to build it up. They, they got to find a way uh, to uh, pay for all this as well. I mean, it, the challenge, again, the challenge is if you can't find a way to pay for a billion dollar renovation to first en- or to Cleveland Brown stadium, how are you going to find two to two and a half billion dollars to build a dome? Now, a couple of things. One, the roof will not move. If the Browns build a dome, it's going to be a dome. It will not be. A, I can tell you definitively, it will not have a retractable roof on it uh, because that adds another $750 million to $1 billion to that price tag. So definitively, I can tell you if the Browns, in fact, do build a dome in Brook Park, it's not going to have a movable roof. All right. This has been It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. I never want to talk to you again. Put a retractable roof on this thing if you can. Well, again, they're trying to come up with two to two and a half billion dollars to figure out if if they do the dome, how to pay for it. And now you want them to spend another seven, find another 750 to one billion on top of that. It's just, it's not, I don't know that that's feasible. I, I agree with you. Like I would totally do a retractable roof. Absolutely. Um, I'd do curtain walls of glass. I would do the sliding field out on a tray so they can play on grass. And I'd do all of it. But there is the reality. Again, they are struggling to find a way to pay for a $1 billion renovation to the current stadium they live. Look, here's the other thing, too. It's going to be a dome. They're not going to build another open-air stadium because that would be stupid. They're not going to pay twice the price to build yet another open-air stadium that solves none of their problems. Correct. The the problem that they have and that they're going to find out real quick this fall when Billy Joel comes in and they destroy the field 
Uh, I don't care how much protection you put down. You're going to destroy the grass. By the way, remind me, because I got to ask you a question about that when Billy Joel comes in. Yeah. But keep going. Um, there, The field's going to be garbage this year. And the Browns have, like, the absolute best groundskeepers in the National Football League. They are the best of the best at what they do. But there's only so much you can do with the time. Remember a couple years ago, I think it was the Machine Gun Kelly concert. Mm-hmm. They had six or seven days before a preseason game. And that field was trash. It was a horse track after one preseason game because the reality is, no matter how good your groundskeepers are, you need two weeks for a field to grow in. When you put fresh sod down, it takes two weeks. Like, for instance, I was really surprised, uh, you know, in Vegas, watching the Super Bowl was real good. They put that uh, turf and sod, they put that down about a month before the Super Bowl and had the tray outside the stadium to grow it, et cetera, et cetera. Here's the other right. thing. There is technology. The Browns could play in a dome and still play on grass. Yes. Um, we see the European stadiums all the time have this, mm-hmm. and this is kind of part of the benefit. Hey, guess what? Atlanta's putting grass in for the World Cup. Right. Um, but the stadiums in Europe have now, um, and I forget which one it was. I quote tweeted it, but the field folds up in trays. And mm-hmm. the trays have the grass growing lights and the irrigation system and everything so that while it's being stored and other events are taking place on, on the stadium floor. Yeah, Arizona has that, it, too. It, no, yeah. Arizona's a tray. Arizona just slides out the stadium. And Wait, so what are you saying? That What's the difference here? That it folds? This thing folds up and stacks up and then goes under the stadium in pieces, the entire field. And there's growing lights and irrigation and everything. They can grow wow. grass on trays in Europe. Okay. Wow. And then they press a button and the thing comes out and it unfolds and spreads out and fills it. It's it's incredible technology. Okay. But it's probably expensive. Um, So the tray option seems to be if they want to play on grass, the tray option seems to be the best because that thing just slides out. What's Vegas? I was trying to figure out what Vegas was. Vegas is a tray. Vegas's field is on a tray. Okay. Um, And I I was really surprised because as I was watching the Usher halftime concert, and seeing like all the dancers and fake fans on the field and stuff like that. I, I'm sorry, fans, not fake. No, they're fake fans. fans. That's uh, one of my least favorite parts of the Super Bowl. I know. I oh, I got to stand again. Yeah, I'm watching the field because I'm like, they're going to destroy this field at halftime. Mm-hmm. There's no way this field holds up because they've had some problems with that uh, that in Vegas with, with the Raiders. I mean, my God, toward the end of the season, that, that field in, in, in that stadium was horrible. I mean, it, it reminded me of the old Cleveland Stadium where the grounds crew would break out the Kansas green spray paint and start painting over all the brown spots. But um, the field held up incredibly well for the Super Bowl, so that was good. Um, but, yeah, there, like there, there's technology to do a lot of stuff. The issue is paying for it. So it's easy for you and I, you know, it's easy for you to say, hey, yeah, you know, if you're going to build a dome, build it retractable roof. Okay, that's fine, but – you know, they can't even find the money to renovate the existing stadium. They're trying to figure out, okay, if we build our own dome and do it ourselves, how are we going to do that? And there have already been meetings. Look, I mean, uh, I- I'll tell you this. The Browns have already, the, the firm that they hired to do the first energy or the Cleveland Browns stadium renovation uh, to kind of put that together to present to the city that, uh, that firm is working on plans for a potential dome right now. They're so that you you've got sources that are telling yeah, you they're, they're working. They're, they're working on the concepts of you know what would it look like and things like that, so that they can come up with some hard actual hard numbers, hard construction costs. All right, they have the hard construction costs for the stadium, but 
for the dome that they're working on that kind of stuff. But that, you know, and again, you know, it's part of this process. If you're going to put in, put together a purchase agreement, wouldn't you want to have a concept of what you do with that land? Right. Yeah. So, so, so that's what they're doing right now. Um, and, and so, you know, as part of this process, they're getting all those type of things uh, together. And, um, you know, we're not at a point where they have anything to, to propose or to, uh, put out there. Um, but you know, they are, you know, putting their options together. So as long as, um, you know, you're working on this plan B per se, which is exactly what the Browns are doing. Um, you know, you gotta, you have to formulate, okay, well, if we go through with this, what are we going to put on it? And the clock is ticking. Like they have to begin construction, um, for the dome sometime in 2026, early 2026, uh, stadium construction would have to be at, at the beginning of 2027. So for a two-year project, like as soon as the 2026 season is over, you right. start construction on the, the stadium renovation there. So like there are hard timelines involved here too. Right. Yeah. And then of course the commissioner was in town in December. And I don't want to say it was a come to Jesus meeting. Well, okay. What was it? But I would just say, <clears throat> that the wait, do you, you have details from this meeting? Is that what you're yeah. going to say? Yeah. All right. If you want to find out the details from this meeting, you need to stick around for the next segment of It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. All right, Daryl, you got some dirty scoop for us right now. Kind of pumped. I do want to say one thing before you give me the scoop about the commissioner's meeting. You said something in the last segment about two weeks to get the grass to grow after a concert. Does that not make you think that the Browns are going to Brazil day two of the no. season? No, because week one is going to week one kicks off after Labor Day. Okay. Okay. Which this year I believe is September eighth. That week is September eighth. So the okay. Brazil game I believe is September six. If I'm doing the math on my calendar, so you're saying the first game of the NFL season is September five. Well, no, I I. I don't think that the Brazil is the kickoff game, though. I think it's the second game of the season. The kickoff right. game is the Thursday. Brazil is th is Friday. Thursday the fifth is the kickoff game. Brazil is the sixth, and then everyone else plays on the eighth. Okay, so I don't think I, I think that there's a chance. Yes, there's a chance the Browns could end up in Brazil to kick the season off. But if that happens, they're going to open the season with two straight road games, and maybe three straight road games. Um, and I don't see that happening. So. I think what's going to happen is the Browns will open at home September 8th, be done. As soon as that game is over, they'll begin the the work to bring in the the setup for the Billy Joel uh, Rod Stewart concert, okay? Because that'll take place Friday night, September 13th. They will not play at home on September right, So hang on, Daryl. Just so you know, the game in Brazil is Friday, September 6th. Right, which is what I said. Okay, just make it just double checking. Okay, I'm sorry. I just um, on the same page. Okay. And so this this is the challenge now. Because if they had a dome right now, they could have the Billy Joel concert Friday night and then they could go ahead and play on Sunday. You know, the the commissioner kind of just laid it out for people. Um, so all right, so right now so what happened in that commissioner's meeting? 
basically, uh, you know, my understanding of the conversation was just basically, look, that the Haslam's are willing to commit hundreds of millions of dollars uh, to renovate the existing stadium. Uh, they're willing to commit even more to build a new stadium. Y'all need to get it together and figure it out. Right. And remember, Goodell was the pseudo architect of the return of the Browns, you know, as an expansion team. Right. Which, as we know, that did not go well. No. Um, so far, it was pretty much over to the rostering and the ownership, ownership and stadium. I mean, yeah. a lot of sloppy moves in that. Right. Group. And and a lot of that was advanced because of a compressed timeline. Right. To get the franchise up and running, to get the stadium, get the old stadium torn down and a new stadium put in its place. And unfortunately, when that building opened, it, we've talked about this, it was obsolete the day it opened its doors. Yeah. And so, um, you know, and that's why the price tag to do what is required to bring that building up to where it needs to be to be competitive for more major events. That's why the price tag is so hefty. Because you're you're on the back end paying the price for not building the stadium correctly the first way, uh, first time I should true. say. True. So the commissioner basically you know laid it out, and you know they they talked about the pros and cons of staying in the existing building and renovating it. They talked about the pros and cons of building a new stadium. As as we talk right now, I just don't think that there's a viable site in the city of Cleveland, and I can tell you with absolute certainty, the Cleveland Browns definitely explored alternate stadium sites within the city of Cleveland limits. They did. Um, and as it turns out, it looks like that this Brook park location, which is right by the airport by three major freeways, that appears to be the best spot. If keyword, if they were to leave the lakefront, that's where it would go. And if they were to leave a lakefront, it would need to be a dome because it makes no sense to do what Buffalo's doing, and that is go from one open air stadium right back into another. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, Even with shielded seats. Right. And, well, and there Buffalo is doing the soccer style, like the European soccer style. Or yeah. I, actually, here uh, uh, the uh, what was it? Uh, what they call the Cowboy Stadium? The old one. The it had the hole in the roof. Yeah. So God could watch oh, the game you know on Sundays. I forget. Did you ever hear that? That's a Cowboy fans bit. Oh, they put a little hole in there so God can watch the game on Sunday. Right. I, I forget what that stadium name was called. But Cowboy Stadium. Was that what it was called? Cowboy mm -hmm. Stadium? Okay. I think so. Yeah. That I, was before the uh era of corporate naming rights ownership and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, so that that's kind of like what the Bills are doing. And it just doesn't make sense for the Browns to do something like that. So, you know, because you're not other than maybe having a 360 concourse in the clubs, you're not really gonna get you're not getting a final four. You're not going to get a Super Bowl. You're not. And these are things, too, that you think about. That's, I mean, if they build this, it's no guarantee you get a Super Bowl. But I bet you you get a Final Four. I bet you you get a college football playoff game. I bet you you get a college bowl game. I bet you you can invite Ohio State up here. Remember, what was it? Wisconsin and Toledo, I think, played at yep. Brown Stadium a few years ago. So, like, yep. the, the Haslams are anxious to bring more events. They've had U.S. US men's and U.S. women's soccer play. Uh, at Brown Stadium, the the Concaf Cup or whatever that is, they've had that uh, at the stadium and things like so. They they have tried to bring additional events, but yeah, they want to create. Guess what? You could bid on a combine. Yeah, 
I mean, there's a all you have to do is look at Indianapolis and look what they have for their dates, right? And say, hey, we could host every one of those. Basically, imagine Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse on steroids. Yeah, like like that, that 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 that's what you're trying to create. So there's just a there's first of all, in summary, there's nothing definitive right now. Everything right now is all about them exploring their options, which is business 101. Like there's nothing wrong. Like I just don't get the anger people have at the Browns right now. There's nothing wrong with what the Browns are doing right now. Okay. Now, if they ultimately decide to go to Brook Park and build on that site and whatever, and you want to be mad because you live on the east side and there's no freeways on your side of town and it's going to take you forever to get to that side of town. Well, uh, okay. I understand your frustration. I live on the west side. I got three freeways within five minutes of my house. I would, I'm not going to lie. I'd love a stadium in Brook Park. It's a stone's throw from my front porch. Like, it, it doesn't matter to me where they You park. can sell parking. Right. You, well, I don't know about that. Uh, my yard's not big enough. But the, the the team is not going anywhere. It's still staying here, okay? This this isn't Art Modell 2.0. The Haslams are not bad people, okay? Uh, they're still talking with the city of Cleveland. Like, the relationship with the city of Cleveland is not a toilet because they, you know, they're exploring uh, a, a secondary option. Um, it's like buying a house, right? You're going right. Around or looking for a place to live, right? You decide, okay, do I want to buy something new or do I want to rent? Okay. Mm-hmm. What can I afford to do? All right. Now, where do I want to do that? Once I make the decision between buying and renting, then it's okay. Now, where do I live? You know, what are the taxes going to look like? What are the, the costs going to you know look like? Is it a fixer upper? Am I going to have to sink money? Like it's, it's a similar situation and it's the same thing that businesses go through. You know, if, if, you know, do I have enough space for all my employees? Okay. Is there parking or their services? Can they go get lunch somewhere? Whatever, you know, right. All that kind of stuff. Right. So, um, you know, the goal for this is to be a public private partnership. The Haslam's are not looking for a 100% handout. They're willing to foot the bill for some of this. And I'll tell you right now, they've already foot a bill. Architects are not cheap. Engineers are not cheap. And, lawyers are not cheap. In fact, lawyers are the most expensive thing out there. There are two things your our boss and any boss never wants to hear. Billable hours ever. Never want to hear that, right? And 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 so um you know, the Haslam's of our I mean, between coming up with renovation plans to present to the city and the county and the state and all that, between coming up with an entire lakefront development plan. Remember that in 2000? Oh, yeah. And the city of Cleveland was like, yeah, thanks for that, but we'll just, you know, go ahead and do our own thing, you know, because we're the city of Cleveland. We know better, right? Like right. Like the Haslam started them at the 30-yard line, and they decided to take the ball at the one. Like that, that's Oh, I thought they wanted to be in the end zone. Like, I just – so, you know, they've got to figure all this out. And it's going to take time. So yeah, there's going to be some, I think some some progress made here in the coming months. But I'm telling you, by the end of next football season, I have a feeling we're going to know what the Browns want to do and plan to do. Because quite frankly, they got to get it figured out. And so everything that they've done in recent weeks and months is all about figuring this out. Hmm. All right, he's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin for our amazing producer, Meredith Kane. It's always game day in Cleveland. We love the fact you're you're hanging with us here during the offseason. We might be a little bit more sporadic on when we're dropping podcasts, but uh, we do appreciate you. I've got some great notes and some 
Uh, people have said some fantastic things about the podcast. We really do appreciate everybody that watches and listens to us and, and checks us out on YouTube or listening to us on the Odyssey app. Uh, Daryl, final word? Uh, stay tuned. <laughs> that That's stay the final tuned. word. Like there's a lot of stuff that's going to happen here in uh, in 2024 about the future of the Cleveland Browns and where they're going to play football. And there you have it. It's always game day in Cleveland.